0: Kent online news
1: news you can trust this is the Kent online podcast Nicola Everett
0: hello hope you're okay and had a good weekend thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast it's Monday May the 24th and the landlady of a micropub in Thanet has hit the headlines today after saying she only wants to hire women Nicola Werner, who owns the pub Ramsgate, told Kent Online she wants to get away from the stereotype that micro-pubs are blokey and make hers a place for everyone. She also reckons it'll be nice to have an all-women working environment. I've been catching up with Max Bell from Bell and Beerling Pubs franchise, which the pub Ramsgate is
2: part of. So, no secret that over the years, it's not pubs in general, but certain pubs in certain places can have uh, negative connotations, should we say, uh, negative associations and stereotypes, and, and micro pubs do suffer from a, well, they did suffer from a, an idea that it's old geezers in a pub drinking ale, etc. Um, but they're not like that anymore, not by not by a long shot. Um, there's there's plenty of young people like me doing it, and and, and uh, women getting involved in doing it as well. So I think it's gone beyond its sort of stereotypical roots and it's grown into more of a movement for everybody which is not a bad thing
0: and as you say it's very much about about the atmosphere and and who you've got working behind the bar and you know how friendly they are people like to go in and and feel warm and and welcomed what's nicola (laughs) said about who who she wants working in in the micropub
2: yeah this is this is where we're getting um misconstrued a bit uh because nicola's got some people in mind uh, some friends of hers who she wants to come and work with her as we all do you know i started with my my brother and my cousin um and they just happen to all be women and you can understand why you know your friends you you have friends of other genders but certainly for me most of my friends are, are men uh, and i, I like bring them in we've got some of my friends coming to work for us in other places as well um, so it, it's sort of this community thing um and it gets misconstrued a bit as no men anti-men not hiring men but it's more Instead of generally not hiring men, there are women who she has in mind to come in and do it. Um, obviously, we, we don't discriminate on based on anything. Um, <clears throat> should we ever employ, you know, launch for job listings or, or whatnot? We field all CVs and we consider all people. Um, if, if nothing else, it's a terrible business move because there are people who could bring things to the table who, you know, if you should happen to have preconceived notions or stereotypes. The people you need may be in those stereotypes, but they'll be absolutely brilliant for your business. Um, So, you know, it's several fronts. You you hire based on ability, based on um, how you think they'll do. In this case, it just so happens that it's women. Do you think that will go down quite well? Do
0: you think it will attract certain... Do you think more ladies might go in to to drink in the micro pub?
2: because of that. Oh, we really hope to, yeah, we hope so. Um, Trying to make it more welcoming. You know, our pub in Broadstairs was always, we always had a really good mixed bag and we like to to keep that across where whatever we do. So um, there are certain methods you can use to kind of make make people feel more comfortable, especially uh, ladies. Um, and furthermore, it our, our pub, for example, run entirely by men. And it was, it was rough around the edges. Anybody who went there will tell you that, that, you know, things like the loo could have been. It was a concrete floor, and it got a a, a pressure wash down every day. That sort of thing. It was really spit and sawdust. But with ladies, you can have a more, and again, I'm not stating, but they can bring a more delicate touch to things that where we couldn't. Where our place was really bold and brash, you can be a bit more delicate about how you do things. Um, And that's great.
0: We've also been chatting to an employment lawyer about all of this because they say the Equality Act 2020 protects individuals from being discriminated against on the grounds of their sex. They add, while the plan to have an all-female staffing complement with a view to changing an industry norm or stereotype, be well-intentioned male job applicants who have applications for employment automatically rejected on grounds of their sex may have recourse under the Equality Act via an employment tribunal or well, you can let us know what you think today by having your say on the story or via our socials Kent Online News Other top stories and detectives are said to be considering a corporate manslaughter charge as part of an investigation into baby deaths at East Kent Hospitals. An independent inquiry into maternity services at the William Harvey in Ashford and Margate's QEQM is already underway and thought to be looking into nearly 200 cases. The trust has admitted failing to provide safe care to newborn Harry Richford and his mum following his death in 2017. They say they're committed to making improvements. Police have sealed off an alleyway in Deal following reports of a sexual assault. A woman in her 40s is thought to have been attacked between Manor Road and Trinity Place in the early hours of yesterday. She's understood to have been walking home from a property on Mill Road at the time. More than 3,000 people have risked their lives crossing the Channel to Kent so far this year. That's double the figure for the same period in 2020, despite the government vowing to crack down on the route. It's understood no asylum seekers have been deported to EU countries since the end of the Brexit transition period as no agreements are in place. Hundreds of people have taken part in walks and a minute's silence in memory of Kent PCSO Julia James. The 53-year-old was killed while out with her dog near her home in Snowdown last month. Events were held all over the world yesterday to pay tribute. Ashley, Zoe and Emma went to the walk in Aylesham. We're still gonna walk our dogs and we're just like, you know, we, we shouldn't have to be scared to go out alone and walk our dogs. At, at the end of the day, like me walking Ted, it, it's it's a um it's good alone time for me. Like I can clear my head, like I, I do suffer from some mental illness, um so it helps me just get better basically. So I don't wanna be fearful and not get out and you know, and we shouldn't have to be. It's quite heartwarming actually, um because obviously the tragedy is for a small Aww. community but it has really shaken us all, we're too frightened to
1: take our dogs out alone,
0: so I think this is really sort of where the whole village is coming to Stand United
1: um, to try and show that actually we're not going to be beaten back by some you know this tragedy basically. I didn't know Julia personally but I live in, a, I live in Elsham um, and it's a community coming together to show the family support. Um, Elsham is a really great community and everyone helps each other out um, and yeah it's great, great. a
0: community um, has come together at this really really sad time. A 21 year old man has been charged with murdering Julia and is due in court next month.
1: Kent Online reports.
0: There's anger today from students at the University of Kent over plans to extend online learning into the next academic year. Uni bosses say lectures will be done remotely through the autumn term, even if Covid restrictions are eased. Hundreds of students have signed a petition highlighting the importance of face-to-face teaching. European leaders will discuss possible sanctions on Belarus later after a Ryanair flight was forced to divert to Minsk so an opposition blogger could be arrested. The plane, which was going from Italy to Lithuania, was escorted by a warplane. Following reports, it had explosives on board. None were found. Tunbridge and Morling MP Tom Tugendhat, who chairs the Commons Foreign Affairs Committee, says UK flights over Belarus must now be stopped.
3: I'm calling for uh, overflights of Belarus to end immediately because our citizens are clearly at risk. Any state that is willing to scramble warplanes to force a civilian aircraft to the ground is not a safe place to fly over by our citizens. Only a few years ago in 2014, the Russian state shot down a Malaysian civil airliner killing hundreds of Dutch civilians. This is a very, very dangerous move, and it's one that we simply cannot allowed to stand.
0: Search teams hope a new documentary about the murder of a Kent mum of four will encourage others to help find her body. My Lover My Killer will be on TV tomorrow and feature members of the Search for Sarah Wellgreen Group. Her former partner Ben Lacombe was convicted of killing her in October 2019 a year after the 46-year-old disappeared from her home in New Ash Green. A road in Tunbridge Wells has been closed after a burst water main caused part of it to collapse. Repair work is underway on the A26 for Crescent Road in the town between Mount Pleasant Road and Calverley Road, some properties in the area might also have trouble with the water supply. A Medway couple say they're distraught after a video emerged of their cat being run over by a van, which then drove away. Footage, which we've blurred out at Kent Online, shows four-year-old Caramel running out into the road before she was killed. The van was owned by Medway Norse, who've apologised to the cat's owner and say the driver was completely unaware. Kent Online reports. Exhausted NHS staff in parts of Kent are being given the chance to take a break at work in new so called sleep pods. It's after research by the British Medical Association found almost a third of doctors have experienced high burnout. Worryingly, two in five have admitted to falling asleep behind the wheel when driving home from a night shift. Now, the new pods are going to be introduced at the Maidstone and Tunbridge Wells NHS Trust. Well, I've been chatting to Christopher Lindholst, who's the MD of Restworks came up with the idea?
3: Sleep is a fantastic coping mechanism for uh, all kinds of uh, stress uh, and fatigue Um, and it's really important that uh, all of us but particularly people who are working in healthcare they get enough rest to be able to uh, to deal with the things that are going on uh, around them. So putting in uh, a well-being centre, recliners, massage chairs, sleep pods, napping pods, any sort of facility that would um, help NHS staff to uh, have a, a place where they can go that's sanctioned for rest is a great way to help them uh, mitigate all the stress factors that are part of their work.
0: What sort of impact can sleep deprivation or just being incredibly incredibly tired um, during a shift have on somebody working say within the NHS where they really have to be performing at 100% all of the time?
3: Well it's really difficult to perform at 100% uh, when you are uh, either sleep deprived or or extremely fatigued. as most people recognize, even during the course of, of a regular day, you know that your ability to, to kind of get things done, your alertness, um, your ability to focus, your patience level, even your mood, all of those degradate during the course of the day because of sleep pressure and fatigue. So being uh, sleep deprived uh, and tired really uh, puts healthcare workers in a, in a difficult situation because it makes it more difficult for them to be um, at the top of their game and really be fully focused on, on the patient.
0: And you've heard some quite scary stories, haven't you, about staff even falling asleep driving home. I mean, that's really concerning.
3: There was a study done a few years ago uh, that, um, or a survey actually, that uh, nearly uh, over 40% of doctors in the UK had been found to, uh, had fallen asleep driving home from a night shift. And uh, a number of near misses have occurred, and actually some fatalities as well from these uh, road accidents. So those are obviously tragic. And and ultimately, completely preventable uh, with a little bit of mitigation in terms of providing people uh, an opportunity to get some rest before they have to drive home.
0: Now, I've been told the Maidstone and Tunbridge Wells NHS Trust here in Kent, where we're based, are going to benefit from these sleep pods. Um, I mean, do they do they take up much room? Can you just explain what they're like when when you're in them as well? How relaxing are they?
3: Well, the key to uh, the pods is really to create this enclosed environment that allows some privacy so you can rest. Most people don't like to be seen uh, sleeping, so it it makes it difficult for them to to relax. Um, And so the equipment uh, typically encloses you either partially or fully uh, and therefore lets you block out the distractions around you and gives you some some privacy so you can rest uh, briefly. So they're quite simple. They might be uh, configured in a lay flat configuration similar to like lying on a bed or they might have a contour to them so that they're gravity neutral, which is good. It raises the feet. And relaxes in the muscle, uh, the muscles in the lower back.
0: And you can see a picture of what the pods look like at Kent Online. A cocktail bar is thought to be the first in Kent to accept payment in cryptocurrency. Customers at Soiree in Faversham can now pay for their food and drinks with methods including Bitcoin. It's a type of online digital currency rather than in the form of physical cash. And a TV crime series set on the Kent coast is available to watch from today. You enjoying Whitstable so far, Mr. McGuire?
2: I'm not a big fan of small towns. Because you have to talk to people. Move! Two bodies in three days. you found them
0: both? (sighs) I run a small business that does that kind of thing.
2: A detective agency. Out
0: of a pub. I think that deserves a
3: beer,
0: Sherlock. Whitstable Pearl is based on murder mystery novels by local author Julie Wosmer and was filmed in lots of familiar places around the town. You can watch it on the online streaming service, Acorn TV.
1: Kent Online Sports.
0: Cricket and Kent's Darren Stevens has stormed into the top five of the PCA Most Valuable Player Rankings after an extraordinary performance in their latest County Championship match. The 45 year old scored 190 runs against Glamorgan at Canterbury, but the rain meant they had to settle for a draw, with Kent still waiting for their first win of the season. On to athletics and Kent sprinter Dina Asher Smith has beaten some of her Olympic rivals in the Diamond League meeting at Gateshead. She won the 100 metres, finishing ahead. Head of American star Shikari Richardson and world champion Shelly Ann Fraser Price. It puts her in a great position with two months to go until Tokyo. The panel, conducting the government's fan-led review of football, have been meeting for the first time today. It's being led by Chatham and Ellsford MP and former Sports Minister Tracy Crouch. Ex-England manager Roy Hodgson will be part of the process after stepping down as Crystal Palace boss yesterday. And in motorsport, Kent driver Michael Creese has apologised to fans after crashing during the Porsche Mobile One Super Cup in Monaco. The 37-year-old from Broadstairs was left disappointed after qualifying in second on the grid.
1: Absolutely gutted to let you all down. Uh, Monaco won, <laughs> Chrissie nil, um, but I'm going to come back. Obviously, from this, it's just uh, I think a bit of inexperience on um, uh, cold tyres and um, the, you know the track not as, as grippy as as it was in qualifying. Brakes the same point, even slower. You know, was in fourth gear and not even fifth, and just. Um, Snatched the brake on the way in, and instead of going down the escape road, I just thought I'd try and make the corner, which then caught the curb and put me into the wall and uh, completely my own mistake. Um, gutted for Team Parker Racing, all the boys, uh, done a solid job. Um, all my sponsors, all you guys that tuned in back home, absolutely gutted. Um, but you know, I'm still lucky that we're here racing the streets of Monaco. You know, I cannot. Uh, knock that and um, I, you know I'm, I want to stay positive and you know and we've we, we got to take the positive so we look at uh, you know qualifying p2 um, and you know it's the toughest track for, for, for gonna be for me anyway for this season so uh, and my rivals the top three guys uh, also didn't finish because of the big crash at the front at the start and I was so lucky just to just to pick my way through that and um, so, but we will come back stronger, I, you know, we win and lose together and uh, I don't want um, I don't want to dwell on it too much and uh, i just, I just sorry I let you guys down but we'll be back and I'm sure that we're going to get some podiums for, for the rest. It would have been nice to do it in Monaco but if we'd have peaked too early then what would have happened? So uh, cheers guys, I really appreciate all the support
0: representing Team Parker Racing after competing in the British Touring Cars last year. This was the first round of the season. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can keep up to date by following us on socials. That's Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app, which will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.